And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Welcome to the show, everybody. Spike's Car Radio. It's Wednesday. We're having a good time. I've got Matt Farah. I've got Zuckerman. And uh, we've got uh, GT3 RS talk. Let's start right there. Uh, GT3T. Yeah, see, GT3 RS is on my mind because it, yeah, there was just, one <laughs> just blocking the gate here, and we couldn't get in on what uh, is Tuesday the 13th. Will, oh. some scary music, Will. Dun, dun. The scary 13th. Um, the reason that's important is because I drove this touring a week ago, and I'm allowed to talk about it today. Yeah, you, yeah, you finally oh, really? can talk about it. There was a seven-day lid. Well, there's an embargo, you know, and the We're embargoes off the are, rails. are actually designed to make things more fair. Forget about the embargo. Whatever. Let's let's talk about the, the, the car itself. Not long ago on Matt Farah's social media, uh, the smoking tire on Instagram. He's quite popular. He's got 7,000 followers now. He's doing well. Um, we I bought, saw. I bought five of them. We saw the GT3 Touring, which I didn't know they were even lending out. So, first of all, just tell me that piece. Did Porsche just call up and go, we're going to give you the GT3 Touring for a day? Yes. I didn't even know. What they're, was, well, what they're doing now, rather, they figured this out during pandemic. Yep. Um, rather, you know, what they would do when a new hot GT car came out, the launch would be in Europe. And so they'd fly everybody to Germany or whatever, right, Tenerife right. or wherever they would go. And you'd drive the car, and, and that was it, right? And everybody would go on this trip. So they couldn't do that for 2020, obviously. They figured out that they could ship a few cars around to major markets and loan them to journalists for one day at a time. And I prefer that. I don't, I'd don't. i rather take a car yeah, at my house for to 24 go. hours than fly to Europe and get six hours of seat time. You know, so the much audience easier. doesn't care where you drive the car. They care about the car. So Right, right. Um, so anyway, yeah, that, that, that started happening last year, and, and that's sort of been – they have regular press cars, like, you know, you, when the production cars come out and they're in the regular fleet, but the very early stuff, uh, they send over a German market car, and they pass it around to one person a day for – bless you, for – COVID. For a week, or, a week or 10 days or Delta whatever. Delta variant. <laughs> and then they dumped the embargo. The uh, and it was it was a gentian blue. It had gold wheels. Yeah. Uh, um, I called you up. I said, Matt, how long do you have that thing? You said for another two hours. <laughs> meet me at the storage space. Yeah. <laughs> and you were kind enough to let me come over and have a look. Yeah. And then uh, you threw the keys to me, and I was able to take a little bit of a drive. But, yeah. But you were able to to. I did three hundred miles in it. You did I took it for miles. a real drive. So where yeah. did you go? I went up in the Angeles Forest. You did. went up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down okay. several times. Uh, and then I drove it around. You know, and now was, you can tell us your driving impressions. It was embargoed for a little while, but today yeah. is the... Well, I, what is very interesting is that we knew when we drove the Shark Blue wing car, they told us, it was not a secret, the Touring package is an appearance package. It's going to be the same car. The same wheels and tires, the same suspension, the same spring rates, the same, and fucking shocker, it is right. same. <laughs> it's exactly the same. Big story, embargo. Car they said would be the same is same. Um, the ride, the handling, the steering, the damping, all it's the same. It's all the same. Uh, the difference, without a wing, you can see out the back. 
Right. This is excellent. It's like a panoramic IMAX screen back there of visibility out the back. Um, you get some extended leather on the interior, standard. Uh, things that on the GT3 are that sort of technical rubber material or whatever are leather covered in the touring as standard. Touring package is no cost. Stick or PDK, no cost on either on, on either car. Um, and and the, uh, the 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 nostrils in the front they mm -hmm. paint body color on the touring which is much better they much disappear. better looking yeah they disappear in that those in nostrils the are excessive the nostrils. Yeah. very very hebraic <laughs> nostrils everybody wants nostrils on they their are, GT3 uh, they are functional they are functional don't but you they think you're going to look looking. back at the nostrils suit like maybe in five years ago what was that moment with the weird I don't think nostrils it looks good but i know why they do it it's the same reason if you look at a, well a that's Ford what i'm GT saying or a yeah, Lamar know, race car but, you need to have that front but it doesn't yeah. look good right? no it doesn't look good it doesn't look good <laughs> <laughs> and that you're referring to them as nostrils it doesn't look good. in yeah. the age of covid right right and then you know the the this one was a manual the shark blue car was a was a pdk and and you and i had what i think to be roughly the same experience with the manual, which is that this engine, the four-liter engine, it, it's it's basically almost frozen in time since 2011, or, mm. or at least kind of since 2016, and and it's really really similar to the Speedster engine in the last in the last car. Same power, same torque, right? What they've done to make it somehow new is they've reduced the rotating assembly mass. It's a lighter crank. There's lighter pistons, and then it has this. Super, super light flywheel, which makes it rev like a sport bike. Yeah. <clears throat> the engine, though, has no rotating inertia of its own. And so in a 991.2 car, and we have several of them at Westside Collector Car Storage, and as you do when you valet park cars, I idle these things around the shop constantly, right? I start them. I put it in first gear, and then without touching the accelerator, I just ride the clutch a little bit, right. and it's no problem. In and out of the shop, three-point turns, on the trays, off the trays, no throttle. Just clutch, and that's it. The new car, you do that, it just and it just dies. Carrera GT style. Right, but it doesn't have the thing where you're not right. supposed to touch it at all. <clears throat> right. So it... It's actually very tricky to drive in traffic and kind of a pain in the ass. <laughs> now, I didn't have that experience. I drove it in traffic to try that. And you and, and I mean, to call it to, to call experience? it a Carrera GT would is way off base. It, it is nowhere near uh, as like difficult that. with the clutch. Yeah, it seemed totally fine. I had no I didn't have the issue that you had with it at all. Uh, well, look, I, but look here, I'm not but, saying it's undrivable. I'm just saying that compared to the last car, right. it requires more thought and footwork to do some of so you the have basics. To, you have to modulate a little bit between your yeah. throttle and Correct. your clutch the, to yes. get it to engage properly, whereas before you could just slide your left foot off very easily and the car would go underway and Correct. then you could hit but the that, gas. To me, is I don't know. Yeah, I, I really did, I didn't notice this in any way just driving it. I'll tell you what I did notice. But you though. said that you but you told me when you came over that when you had the 9912 touring you noticed it a little bit and you stalled it more than yeah, other cars. Yeah, but then cars. I was misremembering that it had something goofy with a gearbox ours did. So you would oh. be plugging it into third. The, oh, and it yeah. was only on the very first time that I drove it where it naturally the gear shift moved forward, yeah, but you were yeah. in third. <laughs> you had no, to get I mean, this is the kind of thing you'd get used to. You drive the car for a little bit, you get used to it. But it it clearly 
this engine is better optimized for the PDK gearbox where you don't think about this shit at all. It's just well, that's fine. Here's that's what I was going to say. Well, I had I had no stalls. I had no issue with that. I love that. I mean, again, when you have it specced out like this, Zuckerman, it's like the ultimate 911, right? It looks like a 992 basic 911, but it drives like a GT3. But what Matt's saying is right about the gearbox. It's mismatched. It's now so noticeable how much you're slowing the goddamn car down with your shifting that the PDK is the way to go. You know, and I called you and I called Jerry. I think Jerry ordered his with a PDK. I think you and I want to do the same thing with a PDK. I don't know about that, but I'd love to. I'd but, love but, to but drive Let me each. just finish. The car, it's not better than your Speedster. You know what I mean? For, right. it, it feels like a better match in your Speedster. The 911R feels like a lot of fun. This is starting to feel like, why would I slow my car down with a manual gearbox just to have, quote, fun shifting gears when I can do that in an older car. You know, I could go either way. We all know what's going to happen. We're going to get very excited to get these first GT3s, and they're soon going to, the, the luster will wear off, and then we'll get the .2 version, which will somehow correct so many of these issues that we're talking about right now. Not wrong. And, and, and then we look at it and we say, why did we buy all those .1s? You know how many 991s we had? I haven't totaled it up, but it's ridiculous the amount. <laughs> but he says of, this every time, and then he does the same thing. He's not wrong. I mean, he's not, <clears> but he you do that. Wrong, you're, but, you're talking about your own personal buying, Zuckerman. Yes, they, yes, I'm personalizing this. I'm not all. I don't. In other words, if you really wanted a PDK in the in the GT3 Touring for the first time out, I would say fine, because ultimately, what what? However, we spec this car, it's not going to be around that long. <laughs> we're, we, you know, we're gonna they're we're gonna, they're gonna they're gonna get us on spec. Special versions, yeah. uh, better versions. No, no. Here's what's going to happen. And Wait, I, I you drove, tell me. I drove the car, and I'll tell you what's going to happen, at least with me. For you me. tell me. Tell me. This, if you spec this out right, you put sports seats in it, you put a manual gearbox in it, and you have a nice, valuable thing to sell in a year or two, like you're saying, when the new stuff comes through, right? Or... You put in comfy seats yeah. and a PDK, no, and you'll put a million miles on this I, car. Well, that's, I mean, that's because, 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 yeah. because you will drive this more than anything I, else. I don't. Then that's a great statement. I mean, uh, and I don't disagree with you. And I. This is so funny, Chris. Can you believe it's been so long since the last one came out of fourteen? I had the first one in town. Here we're talking <clears throat> seven years. Which one? Yeah. A, a 2014 991 GT3, the ones with the engines that had to be replaced. Yeah. And that car actually let me down. I didn't like that car. <laughs> I, I have was a customer who's got one. Uh, a 14? A 14 that's on its third engine. Really? Yeah. Under, thir- under warranty. So the second replacement was under warranty also. And I don't particularly like <clears throat> driving it. I yes. think it's a disappointing car to it, drive. Uh and you're right. If you've got a, a Speedster or any of the .2s, I yeah, would yeah. hang on to them. I, I wouldn't – because the, the powertrain in this new car is very, very similar to the outgoing it car. Yeah. It's just in a bigger fucking car. The but it's car also is bigger. <clears throat> it's noticeably it's bigger. It's in the 992, though, which is a great new 911. Well, it's a great car, but it's the like road an ultimate is the same size. Yeah. It's not like the 992 is – Roomier and the as, no, you know, it's a better it's bloated. a better 911. I like I it. I don't know. Well, I mean, I like it. It's I I've never driven one. I was like, oh, this sucks. But when you're up on certain roads in Malibu in the canyons, you don't notice it in LA. You don't notice it in the highway. You notice up in the mountains where the wheels are now 
four inches from the painted lines on either side. And compared to an older car, you can't move as right. much in the lane. I'm bothered mm. by, on the 992, by the blind spot at the C-pillar. Oh, yeah. It, it Every, and that's so not 911. Yeah. It, it, that's the whole point of the a convertible. Convertible is right. what's up. Yeah. Kick off your summer in style with a brand that's reinventing men's basics, Mack Weldon. Mack Weldon is so much more than just underwear, Zuckerman. Zuckerman's dirty underwear. Their full collection Slits includes t-shirts, polos, <laughs> button-up shorts, pants, swims, and much more. Guess what I'm wearing right now? Light and breathable. Quiet, please, while I'm doing this. Fabric and technology. Mack Weldon keeps you cool and comfortable all summer. From working out to work, happy hour to playing with your kids. Mack Weldon has men's essentials for whatever your day includes. What's my day today? Well, it's trying to get into Zuckerman's hangar because someone parked a GT3S in front of the door. And enraged me. <laughs> enraged both of us. Someone has hacked my Apple account. That's what my... But all but, but all the time, these bad things are happening here in the 13th. I'm wearing my Mac Weldon pants. Look at my pants, Zuckerman. Behold my pants! You've got to dive into Mack Weldon's swim line with trunk and board shirt options that are quick to dry, that have four-way stretch fabric when you're not in the pool. Mack Weldon's new Maverick Tech Chino Short and Radius Short are the perfect additions to your summer wardrobe. I wear this stuff all the time, and you guys have to wear it too. Go to Mack Weldon, where you're going to get 20% off your first order, MacWeldon.com forward slash spike and enter promo code spike. That's MacWeldon.com slash spike, promo code spike for 20% off. Mack Weldon. Reinventing Men's Basics. Uh, Jalopnik had a great article uh, yesterday. Uh, Eric Schilling, a gentleman. Uh, I don't know him, but I love the Jalopnik. I'm there every day reading news. Titled, Richard Branson didn't go to space. (laughs) (laughs) And it really made me happy to read this article. I'll get your comments in a second, but let me just read the the, the first paragraph of this, because it really puts it in perspective in a smart way. The billionaire Richard Branson went 53.5 miles into the sky on Sunday, short of the Carmen line, which is 62 miles above sea level and where it is generally agreed that space begins. Branson did surpass 50 miles above sea level, above which NASA gives out astronaut wings. But come on, man, Branson's stunt only barely cleared that. (laughs) Matt Farah, where do you fall on these billionaire evil Knievel stunts that we're seeing? (laughs) Well, did he go to space? I think, or was he no. in the taint between For, Earth and space? He was, uh, he in, the was butt in the atmospheric <laughs> taint. Yes. The atmospheric taint. Yes. No, this is, this is, I, I can't tell you how mad this shit makes me. <laughs> no, go ahead. That's what I want you to that tell have me. Entire nations of GDP wealth are building amusement park rides for billionaires, for other billionaires. It's not like, I just like. We've been to space. Like we get, we've we're, we are doing space. Like the fact that Richard Branson and Jeff Bezos with his big giant cock rocket are doing it privately just makes me mad that our our government can't seem to afford to do it properly, and yet a guy whose company is bigger than any national governments is like, yeah, rockets. We'll just do that shit. No problem. Zuckerman, am I wrong? But have we done these things already? <laughs> 50 years ago. But the difference is now, you know, you don't have to go through all that NASA training where they all that painful training in the right stuff. Richard Branson can take his old billionaire smiling face, all 80 years of it, yeah. and he can stick himself in a rocket. Now, it would have been great. And 
if, if he had exploded. I mean, that would have been. <laughs> of course. He reached the Carmen line. You can't line. say that out loud, but I if can't. they didn't come I can't, back, you know, that would be Elon good. and all of them, and they explode, oh and then we can God. imagine that <clears throat> this was the beginning of new universes. <laughs> the matter of Elon and Branson combined, and then it went yes. on to create a new Big Bang Theory. I would, I would <laughs> like it to be like, uh, and Will, uh, give us a bottle rocket sound effect. It would be like this. <laughs> Bang. But Branson is one of my more favorite billionaires because he always has that smile like, wee, look at me, I've got a billion dollars. Do you, remember that, him, do you re- remember that picture of him on the water skis in the Bahamas oh, with the God. naked girl on his back? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was, he really that was his like... previous conquest before space, the space taint that he was in. This is just, you know, it's like the vomit comet. This already yes. a 747 that goes and gives you zero and, gravity and for a few seconds. What is your carbon footprint for like oh a joyride up to the Carmen line? <laughs> this is so insane in this day and age. You already run a, a carbon spewing airline. All of these things, and you really need and this. You've run out of, of anything to do. But the governor said we should reduce our water use this weekend. The, oh, really? The, yeah, we, the, we as the we as the we citizens, need to, right, uh, we right, need right. to reduce. You know our- what, though? Do you think that McAfee and Branson were secretly related? Like McAfee, they look uh, yeah. There's a little bit like McAfee's trying to pull He's off the cane, yeah, the, or- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Oracle guy. That Oracle guy kind of looks like McAfee. Yeah, Ellison, yeah. Larry Ellison. Ellison. Yeah, yeah, they Larry all have Ellison. that same kind they of They kind look. of burned face like they were too <laughs> yes. close to a Could you imagine? at one point. What a and- great panel. <laughs> Branson, Branson, Ellison, <laughs> and McAfee. Jet washed burned face. Yeah. I've spent 10 years on yeah. the deck of a carrier face. Yeah. <laughs> I think about Alan Shepard, Gus Grissom, these guys who launched themselves into a fucking tin can, right? And just on the end of just this insane machine, right? And circle the earth, these real heroes. Can I recommend? And, and a book? now these boneheads, who are in pretty much just a plane, a high flying plane at this point, right. when we doing were, things that have already been done. And when we were kids, there was a notion that you could become anything, right? In, in your first grade or second grade class, you can be president, you can be an astronaut. Well, now you can be an astronaut, <laughs> but this wasn't the way that we envisioned it in you second grade. That you could just first, pay could a bunch of money. Uh, it's like getting carried up to the top of Mount Everest on the back of a Sherpa. <laughs> but you think, didn't I mean, really do it. But Can here's what, here's a, the uh, thing that I'm having trouble with. In the I'm in the business of show business, right? And and the moments, right? So he's got this big moment. We're all watching it on Twitter. Yet there are guys in the space station right now. They're yeah, higher like, than up, him. Like, oh, they're like, hey, way up, and they dock oh. with this other thing, and they get out, and no one cares about that, really. They're living in their own feces. Right, right. They're drinking this piss. Is, their suits don't <clears throat> look that cool. Yeah. They don't have, like, the cool blue. But this is like me, my wife calling me on her trip to Florida going, we're at 30,000 feet, honey. I'm in space. No, Big you're deal. not. You're in a plane. <laughs> you're in a plane right now. There are about 300 of them in the air. You brought up a, a really interesting point, though, about like Alan Shepard and Gus Grissom. There's a, a woman named Mary Roach. She's a great author. She And she writes really in-depth dives about things you wouldn't necessarily always think about. Right. And one of her books is called Packing for Mars. It's about 10 years old, and it, it is a, a study of... It's researching basically how we got to all the things we now know and take for granted about space travel, like the fact that your digestive system works at all. 
you know what I mean, and no gravity, and, like, just crazy shit you can't, that you don't even think about, like, we never think about space travel and things that, like, now we kind of understand. It's like, yes, the human body will function up there. But they had no idea if it right, was. That's why right. they were sending dogs and monkeys yeah, up yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, But it's, a, it's an amazing <laughs> book. It's called Now, see, now look, you're going to send dogs and monkeys again. I'm paying attention. That would be good. A dog and a monkey in, in this jet? I, I, I'm looking yeah. at that. See, I'm could, watching like, that. have fun. It would be yeah. like an Instagram account. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That would be right. like, <laughs> Pomeranians and funny. It's yeah. like the dogs. Westminster Kennel Club up there. <laughs> anyway, that is uh, who is this guy? Eric Schelling. That was a good article, Eric. You made me happy this morning when I saw it. I like this phrase, too. Uh, back when Shepard and Grissom uh, lived, there weren't weirdo billionaires engaged in pointless space risk. Weirdo billionaires. No, they were engaged in other but things. Wait, wait, so, like, I'm, Getty and Vanderbilt and all those assholes. But yeah, we, poor, uh, collecting art and and girls. Yeah, normal stuff. Yeah, like really, well, really. Nah, <laughs> not like this. Not like these weird kind of famous guys that they're all. I don't know. It's no, just. I think it, it is one of the. And then, did you see Musk showed up at Branson's kitchen at three in the morning? I, I, from I, where and they took a picture. From, from where did, right what room did flight. he come from? Yeah. Listen to this. They took a picture right before the flight. <laughs> Twenty-four hour bender. <laughs> They took a picture right before the flight. It was on Instagram everywhere. And then I happened to catch an interview with Branson that said, and it was nice that Elon showed up in my kitchen at three in the morning, even though he and I keep different hours. In other words, he had been sleeping and Elon Musk walked into his fucking kitchen to wish him a good flight, but he was resting for his flight at that moment. And he kept saying, yeah, we keep different hours. He's up all the time. What it, it he hadn't like gone, he, he said he hadn't <laughs> gone to bed yet. And I was getting up in a few hours. Elon Musk is the most annoying person on the in on the planet. But how do you get into Richard Branson's house? You just knock if on the Richard, door. The guards will let Elon Musk into your house. But what is he doing? If Elon but, Musk shows up at your door. Any security guards you, will be like, oh, Elon Musk? Yeah, come in. Think about this, Zuckerman. It's three in the morning at your house. Knock, knock, knock. Elon Musk is there. With white powder around his nose. <laughs> you know what, hey, I, man? I gotta wish you a happy ride on your space taint ship. Elon <laughs> Musk is Hansel from Zoolander. I'm, no, he's another kind of burn, jet burn face. If you, he is. But come on, what do you think? Is yeah, that? I want to get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> get out of my house. I'm, I'm, I'm sleeping. We're on a jet trip. At least the things that Richard Branson sells to the public actually exist. Yes. He sells physical objects vinyl? And, digital, and vinyl and digital downloads that actually exist. Did you watch the show? Now, they, all, they all have these little shows that look like Entertainment Tonight with two <laughs> girls behind a desk, sports casting the whole event, right? No, I, I had SpaceX, way better things to do. SpaceX has it. I've seen <laughs> it up close. I've toured SpaceX. I've watched it where they're giving... You know, it's like a TV show meets uh, the the basic control area of what NASA used to be, yeah. right? And they've got two people sitting. The Branson one, if you can find it, go back and watch it, has two girls that I would not put on an E-red carpet <laughs> that Wait, clearly need- don't know anything about space travel or what they're doing. And they're just going, oh, my God. Well, this is such a big... I can't wait to see what people do in space. And the comments are fucking brutal. They're like, show the fucking plane, please. Just give us hard data. Just give us some camera shots. The people watching are nerds. They're not like... Yeah, oh, it was insane. Dude, you gotta check it out. And you're like, what? What? Who fucking... 
you built this rocket, you built all this shit, and then you put those two boneheads in charge of your show for two hours on Twitter, and they've got nothing to say. Oh no! You gotta, you gotta, you gotta watch it. I mean, it is. I don't. I, it really ruined the whole thing for me. I just went. If if ever I was gonna like what you're doing, now I know you're fucking. That's you're, hilarious. You're full it's of the shit. The XFL of space travel. It's be. It was beyond that. It was. I, I mean, I, I can't think of anything that these girls should have hosted that would have been That's that would have had it made sense other than wrestling. Their local school like fundraiser night, maybe yeah. regional <laughs> talent show. Yeah, and you've got these giant machines and things happening, and you're kind of interested. And I'm there. I am sitting, brushing my teeth, looking at my Twitter feed, going, "All right, there's something going on this morning. I'll watch this." And she's going. I can't wait to see where this goes. <laughs> well, we, uh, we know where it's going. <laughs> know where, when know he comes back to Earth, it's going. Yeah, we did that in the 60s. We know where it goes. It pretty much goes nowhere at this point. Now everybody's just trying to replicate it. Anyways, let's um, do What do you I, got? Uh, I spent a week with the, uh, the C8 Corvette convertible. That's interesting. It's a really nice product. Don't get the white dashboard. The white dashboard they gave me. It was crazy. It's the worst idea ever. <laughs> the reflection on That's the windshield. Horrible. That's like our Zagato. It's horrible. The white dashboard. Yeah. It's really With the car. It gives that like sunrise oh. half circle in the. Oh. Yeah, I know. The car is so good. You I love mean, it. I loved it. The 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 ride and handling is off the and especially going from the GT3 to the Vet. Now the uh, the GT3 obviously will handle at the at the, at the absolute limit will outhandle the Vet a little bit. The vet is about Carrera S levels of performance, but the ride is like McLaren 720 ride in comfort mode. The programming of that mag ride is incredible, and the dual clutch gearbox. I mean, it's it's a Corvette with a dual clutch gearbox that, for all intents and purposes, works as well as any of Porsches. I mean, I don't know about the long term durability necessarily, but like Tremec knows what they're doing, and that that gearbox is great. In the GT500, holds 750 horsepower, and it's great in this. And it's like, I was just... I Would mean, you daily drive for this car? It's a daily drivable car. Me To separate me from my money, I need to wait for the next engine. The rev They're coming out with a flat plane engine that's like real revy, that'll rev to like 9,000. The one thing that's kind of strange about it is to be in a mid-engine car, paddle shift, it looks like a fighter plane, and then it redlines at 6,500. Yeah. So, so old school GM. It's old school. Now, it's... It's a it's defensible because it's a reliable engine with a low center of gravity and it makes a really wide torque band and you just shift your perceptions and it's still fucking fast, really fast. But I want some revs, so I'm, I would I would wait for me for the net, for the the revy engine that's coming out and then there's going to be the batshit twin turbo hybrid thousand horsepower one which I have n no desire to own, but. But the, the Z06... Or Do you think Hennessy will take that and turn it into 2,000 horsepower? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to double it. Yeah. And it'll be delivered <laughs> when? Delivered well, someday. Now that, we're getting, now that we get, everything is going to be space. this combination of hybrid and, you know, everything's moving towards that NSX-style, 918-style hybrid, you know, model, cars are going to start getting less fun. They're going to get really, really scary fast and, and less fun. 
It's unfortunate. Speaking of cars and buying cars and selling cars, collectingcars.com is somewhere you want to go. Why sell your supercar anywhere else? They've had some major sales, Zuckerman, lately. Global sales. They have their auction site up there for the whole world to bid on. The X Jensen Button F1 Champion, Seal Gray, Porsche Carrera GT. What do you think, Zuckerman? What do you think it sold for? Probably close to a million. Close to a million! 975000 That's unfortunate. Dollars I really... or pounds? Dollars? Dollars, dollars man. It's a good number for a crazy uh, 2015 Giallo Modena Ferrari 4 feet V8 Speciale a Puerta 163 miles sold for $700,000. Damn. 2015 Giallo Modena Ferrari 4 feet V8 Speciale with 2,000 miles sold for 358000 Maritime Blue 2019 Porsche 991 Speedster. Paint to sample. Oh, boy. 340000 That's a good price. Mm. Look at these guys. Um, right now, on their auction site, they have a no reserve 1991 Porsche 911 reimagined by Singer. A Qatar. Is it Cutter? Cutter, Cutter. Commission. Um, Got to check that out. Go to collectingcars.com. Check out their U.S.-based and global current and coming soon auctions. Bidders from over 90 countries. Head over to collectingcars.com. Sign up for their daily email. Watch the content from our friend Chris Harris. Collectingcars.com. Why sell your supercar anywhere else? No ordinary auction. No ordinary cars. Wow. Let's do well a new segment. Ferris. Let's do a new segment called Social Code. Social Code. There, uh, as you know, I'm on Nextdoor all the time, and I've noticed this this bucket of problems th- with culture that shows like Seinfeld used to uh, resolve etiquette issues, other things, and there's no governing body out there uh, making decisions about what is act. what is okay and what is not okay. So I thought. I would start a new segment on the show where Spike's Car Radio decides once and for all with its uh, uh, hosts what is okay or not okay with modern etiquette sure. situations. All right, Zuckerman's Dear Abby shit from a couple weeks ago was hilarious. That's that <laughs> was on, I was this, dying on that. That was hilarious. This touches, but me and Matt are very refined. I love how I'm, we're, I'm trying to set up a new thing, and yeah, you guys are we're very jibber re- jabbering. No, we're very refined. Let me start the segment. We, right, can start, be, we can help you. This is this is a chance for you guys, for Matt and uh, Zuckerman and myself, to make a judgment, a social judgment, and that that will become the new rule. If you sure. guys go the same way with it, I can be a tiebreaker. Here we go. All right. One of the biggest fights on next door in my neighborhood is the person who's walking their dog, picks up their dog poop, and then puts it in somebody else's trash can. You hear what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. You mean you mean <coughs> So here we go. Here is the question. Is it okay or not okay to take your bag of dog poop and put it in someone else's street side trash can Matt Farah? 100% here yes. Here are your choices. Yes. Yes. Better in the can than on the lawn. 100%. No. It's your dog. Let you take your poop. Or only on a trash pickup day when there's trash in the can. What say you Matt Farah and explain your reasoning? Yes, you can put your dog shit bag in a street side trash can, any street side trash can. No. Now people complain if you're that if you put it in there, it comes back to their driveway and then it smells up their garage or driveway. Habibi, if your problem is that your trash can smells and that somehow bothers you, 
you need a new set of problems. People Trash cans smell. It's just what they do. People feel very proprietary over those <laughs> if things. If you think you're the only person in the world who puts good-smelling trash in their <laughs> trash can and that after several days it continues right. to smell good, you are fucking delusional. Zuckerman. It's all right if I do it, but you can't do it to me. That's basically <laughs> where, where I get off. Are you being serious? Yeah. Uh, of course. Because Why? Explain. Honestly. You, okay. It's better to pick up your poop. It's not. We can't go back to the 70s where there was shit everywhere, say, in New York City. You couldn't walk down the street. So you got to pick it up. Okay, I try to carry it back to my own can as a matter of etiquette, but sometimes you just want to get rid of it. I get it. So I try to bring it to my can. I don't always succeed. I prefer that you don't put... You know, some of these people with these Great Danes, they take a human-sized <laughs> shit. And, and my friend like, has a Great Dane. You know, it's, like, it's like they're holding a bag of Wonder Bread, uh, and, they, and they throw that big bag uh, in your thing, and you go... It's really yeah, a Wonder Bread bag uh, of sausages yes, is what so it feels like. Sausage. <laughs> and that, that's kind of fucking gross. But you know, so maybe but there I, should be a rule about the size of the dog and, and how, throwing it you away. Know, you know, did you bag it properly? But you know, you what the problem with this? As soon as that truck dumps yeah, your cans, get your cans back. Run your little ass down there and bring them back to the side of your house because I'm not going to walk all the way up to your garage. You know what started so me had- as a child? You know <laughs> what I still carry to this day, Ferriston? When I was four years old, my aunt Irene said, "Tell me what you want to be when you grow up." And I honestly said, I want to be a garbage man. And because I used to look out the window and those guys were hanging off the back and they threw cans everywhere and they were tough. And it looked terrific what they were doing to a kid. And she screamed at me, take it back, take it back. Say you're going to be a doctor. Say you're going to be a lawyer. And, And the terror I had, and I realized then you never tell a woman the truth oh so we have one I, yes yes we have far i have a friend who's a garbage man and him and his garbage man just... friends are happier than, <laughs> than anyone anybody i fucking know they get great government benefits they're done with work at 1 p.m every day they make six figures and they are in really really happy people it's a fun really job good. sorry Spike. so we have one yes <laughs> matt ferris says yes we have one really a no don't put it in my can um, which means I'm going to have to make the tiebreaker on this one, Zuckerman. We're still talking about this? Okay, go ahead. I know it's hard. You guys aren't used to trying to do comedy segments, but what you do is you try to stay on the subject, and okay, then you okay. try to be funny oh. when I throw it to you. That's how it works. But next oh. time you'll understand. But good. I like that we have yes and we have a no. I'm going to say uh, that, that I'm with Matt Ferrer on this one, and I'll tell you why. The garbage cans belong to the city of L.A., so really, you don't have control over what anyone really, does with Ferris, them or not. And I disagree yeah. with you. You have to pay to have the privilege of that garbage can. That garbage can is the property of it's the city the property, of L.A. But you got to pay for that fucking thing. You're renting it. it. You're What's renting. that? You're you got to pay. You want a new garbage pail because yours got banged up. It got broken. Be it's that dirty. as it may, you it, does pay. Not, it does not belong to it's you. Quasi. And therefore, this is my opinion. And therefore, I say... Put your poop in it. Put anything you want there. I'm with Matt Ferrer. That's the new rule. I'm sorry, Zach. I'm going to bring my Great Dane over to your house, (laughs) and I'm going to dump that Wonder Bread bag full of sausages in your can. Anyway, that was good. Well, we decided that.
Was that the only rule? You have a That's new one? That's the only one. I just oh, want to do one. one. You just dip your toe in that bit. I just want to just do one. And Is there I want another to... fight happening on next door that you want? Oh, it's to nonstop. Do? It's nonstop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's absolutely nonstop. The one right? that's on our next on our next door is uh, is uh, people are putting notes in their uh, uh, and it's this is not in our our old neighborhood Venice where we currently live. This is in our new neighborhood, and I want to say where it is, but uh, it's more residential. So people just street park, and it's a little more normal, right? People are putting notes on the the windows of cars for for not parking in front oh. of their own home. Parking oh. wars. The, the parking <clears throat> see, in this front is, of yeah, someone that else's is, home. That is the most common subject of a neighborhood feud. Is where is you street park your car? The number one thing. We're doing a show about this, but the number one thing people fight about is where people park. If you park your car in front of my house and the the illusion of control over the street, that's yeah. another one. Yeah. Y- you know, and it's it's happening in my neighborhood, right? People put cones out now. <laughs> this is construction down the street. They put cones. You are not allowed to park here. Says who? <laughs> this is the street, motherfucker. <laughs> you don't own the street. You don't have a right to put the cones down. Yeah. Right, Zuckerman? Come on. What happens in that situation? I trip and fall on somebody's cone. Are you going to be able to sue them? I would, well, except for the, the cone's pretty obvious. But yes, if you put something onto the Just sidewalk bro- and you create a tripping hazard, you got a problem. Oh, that's good. That's really you didn't good. Comment, I, it, so, Ferriston, when, yes, li- when I lived on Cordell, yeah. re- you remember that street. You remember that my front door was only about two and a half feet from the curb? Remember how close yeah, yeah, the curb yeah. line was. So in that situation, you really did have to. I would, if I could not park in front of my house, I went down the street, not in front of anyone else's house, and I parked around the corner and I walked back. But frequently, my neighbor would park right in front of my door, and I'd have to say to him, Bernie, you know, if you park right in front of my door, it makes it hard for me to get in the house, right? Like, I can't carry shit and what did Bernie say? Bernie got so mad at me. He was like, <laughs> Bernie was like shrinking an inch per year. And at this point, he was about five foot three and he was elderly. And I said, Bernie, could you just, when you do this, could you just leave that little spot so I can actually get up to the yeah, door yeah, handle yeah. And, and get in the door? And he, and, he, and he started yelling so much that he farted. Uh, <laughs> and, and like then, Giuliani. And then that was like the moment where we just decided to walk away. It was like, okay, this guy's like so but there's no, there's got to be some natural animal instinct about it. You've been to my house, right? If anybody parks on any piece of the perimeter at any, at anywhere near my property, I still feel like, hey, what are you doing there? And I want them to move. You wouldn't, you know. wouldn't make it a day in my house. I Venice. know. No, I know. And, you, and, you I, and I, you've been there. It's, it's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. But the property lines, in my brain, I, the property lines go out to the middle of the street. So I'm like, technically, <laughs> you're well, on my lawn. They do. It's a private street. So there well, is no uh, public street there. The so way, you do oh, feel like... Yeah. You feel like, oh, shit, someone's parked on my shit. And I don't do anything. And I let, it, it goes away. Even and, in, in public context, we generally own out into the street but we've granted easements to to the city for for streets and for sidewalks the the city doesn't actually own the land that the sidewalks on in front of your house but they have an easement 
Right. Well, you're and you're required to maintain it in some cases. Right? In some case, okay. There's then you get into very arcane city law and history. But in the olden days, remember, <laughs> wake it, me up when it's okay, over. There. Remember, in Monopoly, you <laughs> used to get an arcane assessment. City law. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Go arcane. ahead, give it to us. Okay. Let's <laughs> move on. Well, does someone have the right to put out those cones no. in front of the house? No. You sh- and you could, in my opinion, Ferrison, if you wanted to, yes. they could become your cones. <laughs> because they're you know, abandoned in the street. They're abandoned in the street. They're not anybody's, right? It's where you put garbage, you oh, put free like books, that. you put old furniture and mattresses. It's to be taken. It's to be taken. It's to be taken. You have, was oh, it oh, if you oh, left oh. your bike at the curb, would you expect it to be there now when you came back? we're hitting on something. This yes. is gold, Zuckerman. Yeah. Zuckerman, you just hit on gold. Take everyone's cones. You could be the cone master. Men across the country, now you can do that. You can take those cones. I thought, <laughs> if it's in the street, <laughs> if it's yours. In the, if it's in the street, take it. Take it. Yeah. Right? Oh, boy, that's great. Yeah, anyway. take it. Well, then they can come running out and start screaming, those are my cones. Why do you leave them in the street? <laughs> <laughs> to block the trap so people don't park there. Oh, this is good, Zuckerman. Zuckerman's Gray Areas of the Law should yeah. be its own book. Yeah. <laughs> right? Where we take these problems and he looks at it from the point of view of a lawyer and just like, here's what, here's what you could do if you wanted to fuck with the guy. <laughs> you, you should take his cones and then on the neighborhood app. I found some cones. Would anyone like to buy them? <laughs> if you were the previous owner of these cones, I'll sell them to you at half price. There was a guy in my neighborhood who had a, we, we, we do this little walk with the dog, and uh, one morning there was a, a nice chair sitting out there with a pillow, and um, out, but outside his gates, and I guess the guy was sitting out there smoking his cigar, and then the next day we walked through, he's like, whoever took my chair, oh, no. <laughs> I was not leaving it there for you to take, please return it, it's my favorite cigar chair. Oh, he should have left it out. <laughs> but he left it on the curb. Yeah. Right? Isn't it understood that if, when people leave stuff on the yes. curb, please take this out of my life. I, I hope it disappears. If you And if you guys ever really want to make something go away, leave it outside my house. Cause oh, yeah. Venice, yes. Oh, my God. 20 seconds. Yeah, yeah, 20 yeah. 20 seconds is how long any object will last it's outside true. my house. It's true. It is What nuts. if we leave the bird put with the dog shit? We've actually put it in <laughs> some <laughs> sort of a bread bag. I like doing that, though. I do that at my house, too. I put it on the other side of the fence, and the people are walking there, and stuff, sneakers, and clothes disappear right away, and I feel like it's getting immediate use, right? But rather than going to Goodwill? Yeah, the only thing I don't do is leave out uh, shirts with West Side Collector Car Storage on. No, I don't want. You oh, absolutely on, let's have do to do that, please. <laughs> hey, Ferrison, we let's get let's get a hundred West Side Collector. Dude, I've seen. Well, let me tell you what I did once. My wearing my shit yeah. before for sure on Venice Beach. Yeah. One of the first shows I worked on it was at MTV on Twenty Third Street, Chelsea Studios in New York, and it was called the Big Blank Show. Weird Al Yankovic was a host. Oh, I remember that. <clears throat> uh, and. First weekend, they came in with T-shirts. Big stack of Big Blank Show T-shirts. And right outside our window, you look down. Remember 23rd Street went right to the tunnel, I think? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it was just lined up with hookers, getting getting ready to service the guys, getting into the tunnel. So uh, my writer friends and I went downstairs and gave the girls <laughs> MTV Big Blank Show. All of them. We gave all the shirts away to all the hookers. And we said, it's part of an MTV promotion. <laughs> We want you to wear them. We're upstairs shooting. 
And the executive, we had a meeting that day, and the executives came in, and it was all hookers wearing MTV Big Black shows. And they're like, how the fuck did those hookers get our shit? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was so good. It was so satisfying. And uh, guy, one of the other writers was like, hey, don't you, aren't you worried we're going to get in trouble? I go, dude, this show's getting canceled in three weeks. Don't worry. This is the high point of the show, what we just did. Yeah. There's everything else that happens is forgettable. This is the fun. We could do that, Zuckerman. We could do this for Matt Fair. And by the way, I would argue that it would help your business. Yes. All the Venice people. <clears throat> yeah, when that when those you know, when those championship shirts, the, the loser of the the, the, the Super oh, Bowl yeah. ends up in Africa and they all yeah. have the you know, I've got the a Jets couple one. of those back in the day. Because my <laughs> yeah. dad was the president of Foot Locker and they would distribute a lot of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so I've got some Buffalo Bills Super yeah, yeah. Bowl championship That's stuff. That's cool. I've got some fake, yeah, some never happened history in my closet. There you go. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's our show, folks. Yeah, we got a nice little money. short show. Zuckerman's got to get out of here, <laughs> too. make some money. I want to thank Ben Clymer and Hodinky uh, for that beautiful uh, Unimatic uh, U1 HGMT. That this watch that right here, guys. This new nice GMT. Watch. I saw it. I got it in time. Uh, they were able to get it to me very quickly the next day, so I could put it up on social media. I'm uh, I'm a big fan of this watch and this brand. Uh, Unimatic. You guys should check them out. They're affordable. They are minimalist sport watches that are made in Milan. They're Italian. They have sapphire crystals. They have this new Salita movement that makes the profile. The I have one other watch. It's a little thicker than this. Look at that. that Their nice older watch? watch that uses the Seiko movement is a <clears> little <throat> thicker. And I'll tell you what else they have that you would like, Matt Ferrer. Uh, Unimatic makes this black fluoroelastomer NATO, which is a fancy name for a rubber NATO uh -huh. strap. That you put, I'm going to put it on this watch, and you will, you know, again, you won't take it off. I'm going to okay. take this watch, I'm going to get do a GT3 Touring a with a PDK. Yes, they do. And then you'll never, you'll be in this car with this watch, and you'll never get out of these things. You'll just use them for millions of miles in showers. Anyway, um, it's been good to be uh, with all of you. I want to thank my sponsors, CollectingCars.com, and Mac Weldon, of course. Thank you for all the free pants. We love you. We'll see you next week on Spikes Car Radio. Thanks for listening to Spikes Car Radio, brought to you by Hangar 56. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.